0: Good morning, party people. It is Wednesday, January the 19th, 2022, and the time here in Egypt is 8.20 a.m. What's happening, y'all? I feel a lot better. Um, I am. I'm not sure if I'm over my COVID spell or not. I haven't reached my 10 days, but I did claim to be uh, pretty Uh, determined to be healed by Wednesday and today is Wednesday and aside from a runny nose and waking like I'll wake up and I'm really like clogged up but it's really easy to like get that to come up spit it out and then brush my teeth wash my face and then I feel pretty decent so it's kind of like I went from having like this COVID issue that slid into a sinus issue that's what it feels like right now but I'm going to wait till my 10 days are up and then I'm gonna get tested and then we'll see. We'll see where I am, where I am, but I feel good. I don't feel sluggish. I don't feel tired. I've actually gotten more rest than, than I'm comfortable with because there were moments where I was like, let me just lay down while everybody is, you know, under the impression that I'm sick and, you know, I've tested positive. So let me just take advantage of this and rest. You know, like not do anything and take comfort in not doing anything. So I've done that. Um, What's funny is I literally had one day off and then the school went back to online teaching. So everybody... Even if you were at home sick, you had to work. So that made me feel kind of good because I had been subbing subbing for other people. And as much as I know you at home suffering from COVID, like, I don't know what levels. I know COVID comes in all sizes, shapes, colors, and forms. So just because you have COVID doesn't mean you can't work your job. But we were, like, literally subbing for people. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that everybody had to get up and get on their computer and work because uh, subbing only makes you sicker, like having to do your job and somebody else's job and not be paid for that. That's a form of oppression as far as I'm concerned. So, especially if I didn't volunteer, you know, it's like, ain't nobody volunteering. You you get assigned these jobs. So what was funny was yesterday. So like every morning I wake up, I write, I do my three pages and, um, Every morning, like depending on how my days are going, you know, I'll write certain things. So these last couple of days since I've been sick, I've been writing things like today is going to be so much better than yesterday. Like my job is going to be super easy because it's nothing worse than having to blow your nose and teach a class. So what happened was we ended up having computer issues all day yesterday, like all day to a point to where. You know, it was getting frustrating for me and the kids because even though the Internet was going in and out, I still had to sit at my computer and wait for the Internet to get up and running just in case it, you know, came up and running. So a funny thing happened was my 6C class, which is like my whole class, my smarties, you know, my my. All of my, you know what? I don't teach any bad. I've never taught any bad kids. I've never taught any kids that I couldn't handle. All the kids that I never could handle never ended up being in my class anyway. So, uh, but this particular group of students is one of those. They remind me a lot of the first group of uh, seventh graders I ever taught because they're special in that way. But anyway, we were going back and forth. I can't get on. Every time I would get on to start teaching the class, like I would get thrown out of teams so at one point the kids were like texting me on my phone like sending me teams messages on my phone and one of my students at one point he sent me this text that said (laughs) hello darkness my old friend and when I tell y'all I lost it I lost it I was like who is this quoting Simon and Garfunkel in the sixth grade in Egypt like who is this child But it made my whole day. Like, laughter is good for the soul. And I, when I tell y'all, I laugh the rest of the day. Like, I still think about it. And it's just funny. I get a lot of really funny uh, text messages from my students. They're great. So, today is going to be short. I just want y'all to know that, like, I have started watching these um, Nigerian, Kenyan, you know, these movies from South Africa. And I'm finding a great deal of uh, pleasure. In watching them because the storylines, even though people in America may be like, well, the quality sucks or the, the 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 scripts suck. I'm like, yeah, but y'all ain't making these stories like I haven't seen stories like this since back in like Bill Cosby, Sidney Portier days where, you know, it's just two men, you know, with a hustle and they get in trouble. But it's not about drug. You know, it's not like it's not this whole like gangster movement. That 's going on right now, and it 's very these scripts are very inclusive so anyway i 've been watching this this film called Confusion Nawa and uh, i 'm not done with it yet, but I wanted to share part of the film with y'all because these two um unlikely criminals that uh, the movie kind of I think is uh, surrounded with they have this conversation about the Lion King, one of the friends. Uh, basically is talking about how he likes Scarlett Johansson. And his other friend is like, what is it with you and these, like, you know, your obsession with foreign girls? Which I know he's saying American, but Scarlett Johansson is very white, like very, very white. And the friend begins to explain how things that are white are better. And he talks about this conspiracy with the Lion King. So anyway, I'm going to play that for y'all. So check it out. I hope you can hear it. All right. Give it just a second to come on. Hold on, y'all. We're not. Don't go nowhere. Here it
1: comes. Uh, so I see this poster. Uh, Scarlet, your answer. Ah! G-g- if I catch that girl anywhere, wait till I go use her eyes. Yeah. Come, come, come. Wait till you and these uh, foreign babes. Yeah. You know, the, you don't come just stay with our local babes here. Yeah? You know, they see how fine they are for home videos. One video? uh uh-huh. You see how they use one video? Will they do film for this country? Hmm? Would they do film for this country? Huh, Answer now. You see, even their cartoon, sir, their cartoon better pass our film. How? Wait, now. Check. Um, Lion King. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Lion King, that film? Huh? Lion King is a new colonial history of Zimbabwe from a European perspective. That whole film, now white conspiracy
0: so he just told him that the lion king is a neo-colonial conspiracy <laughs> from england and now he's about to explain it it's so crazy y'all check it out
1: Chitio. hey you do start to see see <laughs> yeah, i'm listening initially there's apparent order in the pride lands which are ruled by the light lion king with a minority of other light lions but this is because he excludes the darkly colored hyenas who he considers to be inferior and they are not worthy to receive any of the wealth of the land. This represents colonial Rhodesia. And the light lion king is Sarcesi Rose. (laughs) However, the hyenas are hungry and they want their rightful share of the wealth of the land. So what did they do? They rise up and in revolution, sweep a darkly colored lion to power. Who then becomes the next Lion King? Mm. Viva la revolution! Now, I can't remember the name of the Dark Lion, but let's just call him Uncle Bob. Now, at first, things were good for Uncle Bob and the hyenas because they started to enjoy the wealth of the land from which they have been excluded. But as time goes on, problems develop. Most likely because of the sanctions imposed on the pride lands by those who feared the hyena-run state. Mm -hmm. Of course, what the filmmakers are trying to imply is that Uncle Bob and the hyenas, they don't know how to use the land sustainably. In other words, they did not understand the circle of life. Ah, mm, all of a sudden it has become so much clearer. But that's what the filmmakers try to imply. Mm -hmm. Now, as hunger begins to spread, Even some of the hyenas who have forgotten how they were oppressed and excluded under the light lions are now going against their leader. Does that not sound familiar to the here right now? So far, but this is the scary part. The Lion King is more than just a European history of Zimbabwe. It's also a European vision of the future of that country and Africa. Now, let me ask you, how are you supposed to interpret the ending of the story? The son of the light lion returns to reclaim what he sees as rightfully his. He turns all the hungry hyenas against their leader, Uncle Bob, who they then killed. Then he sets things to how they were from the beginning. With the hyenas who have once again been used and deceived at the bottom of the pile, with no food, no wealth. You think the white man has gone away forever? He's only waiting for the perfect moment to choose his time of life. Honestly, eh? I think you have been thinking about this film much too much. (laughs) No, I'm serious. No, no, okay, okay, listen. Why did they have to draw the hyenas so dark? That's the color, that's not the color of real hyenas. They are trying to imply something. Another interesting question. How many lion kings are there in the film? How many lions are there on the shirt of the England robot team? Three. You think that's a coincidence? There are no lions in England. So why should that be their symbol, which they wear on their white shirt? Because it represents what they think is their destiny. They await the coming of the third lion. But this time, Africa will be ready. (laughs) See, I'm serious. <laughs> okay. No problem. Mm. Meanwhile, you know since tonight, don't set up Correct, ma.
0: Okay, so there you have it. I don't know if y'all could hear that or not, but he was basically, I don't know nothing about Zimbabwe. I don't know nothing about any of this. All I know is that I found it. Amazing that these people have written a movie where they have taken the Lion King and they've uh, put it in a political um, context in a way that. I know American black people have never even thought to think about it that way. Like, I never thought that the colorization of the lions was a particular colorization. I never thought the colorization of the hyenas, you know, you just see the spots on the hyenas and they look like hyenas. But this dude is saying hyenas are not that dark. Why would they make them that dark? And then the hyenas bring the dark lion to power. So all of this to say is that, All across the globe, all across the world, black people are, we're not only woke, we're putting two plus two together. And the whole idea that this man says that England is just waiting for their next time to come around to take over Africa. But next time Africa will be ready. That gave me so much life. That gave me so much life because Africa is the future, y'all. I don't know. I really don't know what to tell you about America. It's been dominating for so long that it really is time for it to kind of uh, be transformed. It is time for America to be transformed, and it is time for America to be transformed by people who are not falling for these, these racist, um, sexist, uh, misogynist um, acquisitions. You know, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but Tesla has moved to Texas. Tesla has left California and has moved to Texas. And um, I don't know how I'm aware of it. I, You know, I sit and I pray that whatever comes through my radar is what is meant to come through my radar. And I try to share it. But I also know how um, cynical American people can be. I know how crazy and lazy and scared um, American Southern People can be because of our history. We don't want to question things that make us uncomfortable. We don't like discomfort because discomfort historically has always cost us something. It has cost us our homes. It has cost us our lives. It has cost us our families. It has cost us our peace. But at the end of the day, what we must understand is that discomfort is revolution. You know what I mean? Especially coming out of what we come out of. like It's important that we learn how to be uncomfortable, that we not sit back and quietly celebrate Martin Luther King, that we not sit back and quietly tell our youth not to uh, disrupt the status quo. It's happening whether you want it to or not It's coming whether you want it to or not So all that <laughs> To say If you get a chance to watch Confusion Nawa, you can hear it a lot better I, I watch it with the subtitles I haven't finished watching it yet It's Right now, it's so discombobulated. Like, the movie starts out with this dude losing his cell phone. And these two guys are the ones that find it. And they begin to kind of torture him instead of just giving it back to him. And in one of the phone calls, they ask him, have you ever seen The Lion King? So, I think The Lion King is going to be like a through line in this film. And I'm here for it. I am so here for it. Um, it is. I woke up this morning, it's probably about 64 degrees and it's rainy here in Egypt. And I think we're in the rainy season because it has been kind of cloudy and I've seen more rain in the past like two months than I've seen since I've gotten here. Um, but because everybody seems to be sick right now, just across the world, this is that second like rise of the COVID thing. And what's funny is... um. People are assuming they have Omicron. When I got tested, the guy just said, Yeah, you got COVID. He didn't tell me if I had Omicron, Omarion, or, or any of whatever is out there, you know. And, um, you know, let me tell y'all this. Let me say this, first of all, because I know y'all are like, well, you got vaccinated, right? Let me tell y'all something. When the whole vaccination thing happened, I was like, fuck it. Let me go get this Johnson & Johnson. Like, if I'm going to die, let, me, <laughs> let it not be like hogs, you know? So I did the Johnson & Johnson. So I literally have Mr. Clean running through my blood. I literally have Ajax and Comet and all of those things running in my blood. So I really believe that that is a big reason. Plus, the food here is a big reason why. I didn't just like come down and get like deathly, deathly ill from whatever is roaming around here. But let me say this too: be careful about getting these boosters, because what you got to realize is that these immunization shots do affect your immune system. So if you're getting a booster shot every six months or every eight months. You're affecting your immune system. So use your discernment. Use your discernment. Use it carefully. Think about your body. Love yourself enough to listen to your body. Okay? And some of y'all, it's going to be difficult because you're full of barbecue and you're full of, you know, nacho cheese chips. And, you know, a lot of people are just eating. You're still eating what you want to eat. And I'm here to tell you that your body deserves more respect than that. It is very you have to put just as much time into what you put into your body as you put into judging somebody you don't like. Right. Okay. There are certain things that y'all do that's like, oh, I love myself because I know I don't mess with people who who don't do this. Yeah. But then you turn around and you go and put dangerous alcohols in your body. And I'm not saying you can't drink. What I'm saying is think about how you cope when it comes to what you put into your body. Okay. we are afraid to take care of ourselves. That is the truth. We are afraid. Now, this new generation, they're all for it. They're here for it, and I'm with it. I'm on the bus with them. I'm claiming this new territory because I know I come from the X generation. I come from the generation where we we shook the generation after us so that they could be woke. We shook them. But we come from the be quiet don't talk about it generation I come from the generation where you just you sat back and you dealt with it you got that ass whooping and you put that smile on your face you were forced to pretend like everything was okay that's the generation I come from and let me tell you something we some prideful folk we I still look at some people and be like oh my god they're so weak and then I have to like correct myself and be apologetic about being so hard When we all come out of this condition of slavery, you know, every single thing that we operate out of comes out of this this system of oppression and this system of being held back. So we have to be very careful about how we project ourselves onto other people. I come out of the tradition of trauma. I come out of the tradition. I come, you know. I am the hip-hop generation, right? So we come out of, you know, girls shaking their booties on the cameras. We come out of that Luke, you know, me so horny, you know, that whole uh, system of degradating our bodies for the sake of being attractive to men. I come out of that generation. And it's only because I'm willing to admit it that I can heal from it. But there's a lot of women in my generation, a lot of women in their late 40s, Early 50s who are going to defend what I'm telling y'all. They're going to say, I don't see nothing wrong with it. I'm okay. Yeah, but you're not sleeping at night. You got bags on your eye. They, I mean, whatever. I'm not here to judge it in that way. I got to worry about me because I'm trying to get on this train with these young folk. And I'm not trying to be young. I'm just saying I'm ready to heal. And I'm in a perfect position to heal. And I'm in a perfect position. I'm clear. I, I have my clarity. As a matter of fact, let me tell you how clear I am. Yesterday, I wrote in my journal that I was ready to let go of limiting beliefs. I was ready to let go of the limiting beliefs that I wasn't aware of. That, like, come on, God. Get this stuff out of me. Let me vomit it up. Let me... If it's the snot coming out of my nose, let it come out. Like, I'm ready to let go. Like, I am so ready to let go. Because there were moments that I would have where I was really inspired to do things, but I could feel invisible things holding me back. Last night, I had a dream that one of my ex-boyfriends, and I had been having dreams about him. Like, he would show up in my dreams, and I couldn't get rid of him. Well, let me tell y'all what happened last night. Showed up in my dream. Um, I was in... I guess, his house, trying to get out. He would not let me out of the house. And I managed to get out of the house, maybe through the garage. I'm not really sure. But I was in Highland Hills. I'm running through Highland Hills, and I feel safe all of a sudden. Even though he's still pursuing me, he's chasing me, I feel safe. But something tells me to run down the hill and go into a house that where I used to get my hair done into the i run into the house of a woman named ann franklin and Anne used to do my hair and um she's now in a wheelchair she was in a wheelchair in my dream but she was in the back room so she never came out she was just like have a seat well the ex-boyfriend comes in and he has a seat too so he's watching me and we're going back and forth i run into the kitchen and i grab this really strange utensil it's like a it looks like a knife but it's curved like a machete and I stab him in his throat and then I stab him in his shoulder and he's trying to look like and act like he um, isn't hurt. But for the first time, first of all, in my past dreams, I would just run from him or I would just be like hiding from him. I would just be scared to confront him, even in my dreams. So this is the second dream that I've had where I actually stabbed him and it affected him. And so he goes into the kitchen and he gets like two knives and now we're like ninja fighting in this woman's living room and i managed to stab him in his stomach and like all in his torso and he backs out of the front door injured hurt all of that and i know for a fact that i was holding some energy behind ex-boyfriends period he probably represented all of them i don't know um, but I was holding energy that I wasn't willing to deal with, or that I wasn't really acknowledging, that I wasn't looking at, that I wasn't considering. And. <clears throat> So just praying about it, just putting it in on in writing, allowed it to come through in my subconscious. And I'm very thankful for that because I'm ready for new territory. I'm ready to move forward. This smile on my face is not uh, indicative of any kind of sadness that I have. I'm just really excited that I'm in a position to really deal with myself. I took workshops where people, you know, and it's, that's another funny thing. It's like people want you to pay them to give you advice that you're not ready for sometimes and i know that's what was going on with me like you know sometimes you need somebody to really be able to look at you and go you're not ready but everybody wants that money right everybody want that dollar everybody wants you to sign up so they can write you uh so that they can try to force you through years and years and years and years and years of what you've done to yourself and that whatever it it takes sometimes years and years especially when you're afraid to confront it when you're not even aware that you need to confront it or that you're ignoring the fact that you need to confront it right so that 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 was is me i'm going through that process right now of letting go of everything that limits me at 50 years old and we finna take our time because i'm not in no rush god has always taken care of me God has always taken care of me. God taking care of me right now. God is taking care of me right now. God has always taken care of me. So I no longer have to wonder why or when or how. All I have to do is put it out there and say, I'm ready to get rid of this or put it out there and say, I'm ready to own this. And it happens in the time that is supposed to happen. And I would not be able to say this. I'm going to tell you all this right now. I would not be able to say it had it not been for me being in Egypt, had it not been for me, you know, getting COVID and having to sit in this room and really, you know, continue to deal with me. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm only trying to help those who want to help themselves. It is time for new territory. All of this old, you know, I do, y'all. I come on Facebook sometime and I just see People who just haven't really grown outside of who they were when I met them. You know, I have friends from elementary school who are still in elementary school. I have friends from high school that are still in high school. I have friends from college that are still stuck in motherfucking me college. But I have no worries. I have no worries. Because I am in a position now where I'm like, well, I'm a grown-ass woman now. And, yeah, if you want to confront me about some shit I did, let's go. Because I'm over it. And that doesn't mean I've forgotten it. I got friends who just can't remember who they were when we met. They cannot remember who the fuck they were. They can't remember that they were out there and out there bad. We all were. But it's the stories that, that, <laughs> that are important. It's the fact that you can sit back and go, yeah, I did it. I didn't mean You know what? It's who I was at the time. Don't hold, don't hold me to that now, though. Because I'm not going to let you hold me to that. I'm not going to let you make me feel guilty for some shit I did 20 years ago. I've grown past that. And Africa is the future. So that's how that, I'm going to wrap that all up. <laughs> so I'm sure some of y'all want to update on the next on my neighbor, on my roommate. I don't, y'all know I didn't let her go. I wear, I wear a mask in my apartment now. Like whenever I leave my room, I wear my mask. She's still running around here acting like I gave her COVID, but whatever. Um, she has been trying to uh, have conversations with me and I haven't, I just, no, I just can't. I just can't Um, the beautiful part is I'm able to be very honest with her and she's just head in the clouds Leo with it all Uh, and that cough she got it still sounds the same it has not changed so that's the update on that Um, we do have a new person over here in Melrose place who I haven't met his name is David he's an American Um, he's white I'm not really interested I don't really care. i 'm two weeks away from February, which is twenty eight days from March, which is thirty one days from <laughs> april y 'all hear me A bitch is counting down these days. Am I ready to come back to America? No, but i do need i 'm ready for a shift i 'm ready for a shift i 'm um, ready for this weather to get warm that 's what i 'm ready for. so um, I have pulled out some old writings. I did finish a short. Uh, Well, actually, I'm going through a, um, what is it, Uh, consulting, Um, having the script being consulted over, and I've pulled out my thesis from grad school, and I'm about to start working on it, so um, I'm just thankful, y'all, I'm just thankful, I thank my family for supporting me, I thank y'all for listening to this podcast, I don't necessarily know what one year in egypt is like what do y'all want to hear do you want to know about egypt well i feel weird because i'm like half this shit i can just google which means half of this shit you can google so i'm just trying to give y'all like a date you know when i get on here i want you to know what's going on with me what am i learning what experiences am i having it's cold in egypt right now i don't give a fuck when none of y'all say 68 ain't cold yes it is i got too much melanin you may not have enough melanin i don't know But cold ain't my vibe. It's not my my jingle jangle. It doesn't make me sing. It's none of that. I don't like sleeping in socks. Okay? I don't. I don't like sleeping in long johns. That's not my vibe. Hard nipples, not my vibe. None of that. I want to be warm. I desire warmth. I want to be warm. So I am looking at the sky. I accept winter for what it is. I I am thankful for winter because we have to lay new ground. We have to, you know, enjoy our harvest. We have to rest. And that is exactly what I'm doing. However, that hot ass sun that I felt when I first got here, that's the reunited and it feels that's where I'm I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that sun, y'all. I don't need no beach. You can give me a cup of water and that sun and I'll be fine. So um, until then, this is one year in Egypt I want to thank y'all. Um, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Edmund. Now, y'all, Edmund is my new friend. He's uh, from Nigeria, but he's lived in London and, and, and here in Egypt. And Edmund has been trying to take me out for lunch or dinner or something. And I, I'll get around to it at some point. Uh, but he's a really cool dude. He's in his 40s. Um I would love to hook him up with one of my homies in America. He seems to be a really good guy, but we'll see. Y'all know how people are. They 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 try to act like they not after one thing, and then, lo and behold, you have to end up, like, blocking them out of everything. So hopefully that won't happen to And I've already uh, blocked him once because he wouldn't send me a picture, and I was like, Why are you inviting me out to eat, and I don't even know what you look like? Like, what is this? So anyway... I also want to send a shout out to uh, Bob Celestin, who um, I had the, like, we we haven't even met, but we sort of met through one of my drivers when we got back from Luxor, the driver who picked us up from the airport. Um, I've been helping him with some of his English, and he introduced me to Bob Celestin, who was an American man who came to Egypt to go to a club. It was just really weird. Anyway, I'm getting some great stories. Anyway, shout-out to Bob Celestin. Um, Shout-out to Don Franklin Designs. If you're in America, go to Don Franklin Designs. Catch some of her jewelry. She's a fabulous, fabulous jewelry maker. Shout-out to Kiva Mack. Let her put them hands on you. She's an amazing masseuse. Um, Shout-out to Blitz Organics. They make amazing, 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 amazing... um, CMOS Gels, Blitz Organics, that's a Million Dollar Deronica. Hey D, hey D, hey D. Um, and let me see who else. Shout out to, um, I'm just doing this off the top of my head, so forgive me if I, if I um, am not for, for remembering you. Oh, y'all need to get this book, Forged, When Sugar Tastes Like Salt by Jacqueline Snowden Harvey. Let me say it again. Order this book. Forged, When Sugar Tastes Like Salt by Jacqueline Snowden Harvey. I edited the book. It's the best civil rights story from the South you will ever read. It is funny. It is intriguing. It is amazing. It is um, vulnerable. It's the, one of the most vulnerable civil rights stories I've ever had the opportunity to be a part of. And um, I'm hoping that it'll be a movie soon. I'm not hoping I'm claiming I am declaring it to be a movie soon that I will write or that I will be on the writing team for. So that's it. Anyway, y'all be good. Stay safe out there. Put these masks on. You know, it's probably like five people left who haven't had COVID at this point. Like to the to the five, high five to the five. Right. So um, take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. Respect each other. Be good. Make the world a better place. Keep your negativity to itself or keep you and your negative friends to yourselves. Oh, shout out to Keisha Langford, who is running for Congress. I went to college with this sister. She's always been about the business of of goodness. She's always been about the goodness of being God's uh, warrior and child. And I am in support of her 100 percent for running for Congress, for doing something brave, something towards making this world a better place. Keisha Langford in Cedar Hill, Texas. Um, I'm here for you. So anyway, be good, be good, be good, be God. Peace y'all.